Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here. And welcome back to another Rugby League, in my opinion, interview. Today, I am joined with USA International, um, host of the Any Given Monday podcast and a man who has played in multiple different countries around the world. Good mate of mine, Christian Freed. How are you today, Freedy? Good, good, Ollie. How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Look, Man, I, would, bat, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm the host. I'd, I'd call Righty more of the host. I'm kind of like that sucker fish that just sits on the side of that great white shark, just just getting tailed through the stories, you know? Well, isn't it any given Monday podcast featuring the right man like it, yeah. it isn't he meant to be the, the side guy anyway so <laughs> no he's the main guy if we didn't have him we wouldn't have any fucking rugby league knowledge besides like dana he goes right he's a fucking i've never met anyone that knows as much rugby league as that guy um and then you got dano as i like you know compared to me he's a kid still and and the, yeah. the amount of rugby league that kid knows he he came on once just as a guest and i said yeah. righty i go we just got to have him full time because between you two i don't have to say anything i can just chuck a dick joke in here and there and then it's it's fine you know like but uh so that like those two they're just the bounce off each other and um yeah, that's why. And I wanted to say feature in a right man because everyone like around this area knows the right man. They love the right man. So, yeah. Well, Righty's been messaging me a fair bit lately, just, you know, random footy stuff, whatever we've been talking. But um, he messaged me, said he's coming to Sydney um, grand final weekend and said we need to catch up for a drink. Mm -hmm. what's, Righty, what's Righty like after a few... A few drinks, still that footy encyclopedia, or mate, hundred oh, percent. If anything, I think the alcohol like switches something in his brain that he even he extends to another level. Like if there's something, some facts that he might have forgot, that beer just makes him hit it. Like uh, you know, like he'll be you you'll be sitting at the bar with him, and then like some fucking 60 year old will walk past he goes that guy played in a div division three grand final back in uh you know 1970 and uh scored the winning try and you're like okay all right i don't give a fuck but anyway right he's nice he's just he's unbelievable and even and he doesn't change on the piece he gets a bit he gets like you know gets a bit talkative which is uh saying a lot because he fucking talks all the time anyway but uh he's just yeah he's just the same and he does he never gets uh when he gets carried away you wouldn't even know it you know yeah, well, first question is actually one sent in um, by yep. a good friend of both of ours. I messaged him a couple of hours ago. I said, I'm interviewing Freedy tonight. Anything you want to ask? That man, of course, is Nate Gladden from Rugby League yep. in America. Yeah, love, I'll get, love Nate. I'll get it up so I can – I want to make sure I get it right. He asked, yep. ask him if he's sharing shirts with his daughter now. <laughs> Yeah, so Nate always has a dig, dig at, uh, at me about my tight clothing. Um, I do like, especially when we went, I took Nate to the uh, Broncos Leagues Club and I think I got a small singlet, like Nate bought it for me yeah. and Nate got the, got the medium even though we were around right. the same size body. Yeah, so, but no, nah, not yet. Uh, I think I'll start sharing them when she's, I reckon about six or seven we could start sharing. Like she's only four at the moment. She did get a new Eminem shirt for her fourth birthday. I think I can squeeze into oh. that one though. Wait, Eminem the rapper or Eminem the the chocolates? Nah, Slim Shady. Yeah. So oh, good, she, good. I, when I'm driving around, I all I, I listen to either country or or rap, and uh, and Lakin loves a bit of Eminem as well. So, all right, awesome man. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into a bit of actual footy talk now, um, and I guess we'll sort of start at the beginning because, as I said, you are a USA international, but obviously you can tell from your accent you're Australian primarily, yeah. so one could assume you grew up here. Um, you, you come from where you're living now, right, the Brisbane area. 
Yeah, um, Brizzy. Yeah. Um, you grew up, you played for West Mitchie growing up. They were your junior club? Yeah, so junior club, I started um, at West Mitchie in under 11s. Um, that was my first year. Before that, obviously, my parents were pushing me into soccer in the non but I went to a I went to a pretty um a public school that was primarily rugby league and then so obviously to join my mates I had to go over and play footy and uh so I started West Mitchie and that's why uh it's kind of come full circle because now I'm still back at West Mitchie but they, they were my junior club I only had to leave them for one year in under 17s to go play a better competition A grade and the only team that was doing that was uh we call them cocksuckers but it's rana they're just around the right. corner from us so they're like our main rivals yeah um so but but besides that all my juniors was through west Michigan and then going through the west system from there yeah when we spoke a couple of months ago for everything rugby league when we did the interview for them uh you talked a bit about how you played for west before moving on to colts now that's sort of a Queensland junior rugby league thing. We don't have that over here in New South Wales. So tell us a bit about Colts. Is that is that West Serrano? So no, no. I think I think Colts. Uh, I'm pro. I might be way off for this, but I think yeah. Colts is like your flag. Like it's under right. nine. It's under nineteen. Uh, so that that's SG ball, yeah. SG ball, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so Colts is not not a runner or Mitchie or anything. Colts is so as West we have West Mitchie and then we've got West Serana and there's West Centenary and we all fold under the. What, um, if you go Panthers. back in the yeah the West yeah. Brisbane Panthers now, but you know back in the day when it was like the Southeast Queensland comp, you know that it was Wests um, out of Pertell Park. They were who you wanted to play for as a junior. And so right. that was they, – they're not out of Pertel Park anymore, but they're still Wests, and that's who we went to Colts. And Colts was where you kind of stepping stone from Colts to your, your Fogs and then your Queensland Cup. So you play Colts until you're under-19s, and then you hopefully get picked up by a Queensland Cup club. All right. Well, speaking of sort of Fogs and Queensland Cup, you would actually go on to play a bit of Fogs and Queensland Cup, I believe, for the Sunshine Coast Seagulls, who yeah. everyone would now know today as the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Now, again, you're going to have to educate me a bit here. Pretty much everyone knows what Queensland Cup is, the Interest Super Cup, but tell yeah. us a bit about Fogs. Okay, so Fogs is Fogs is reserve grade. So right now in in Queensland, we call Fogs BRL now. Um, right. So it goes it goes it goes reserve grade BRL and then Queensland Cup. But Fogs is your um, I think you guys call it Jim Bean Cup down yeah, there. Uh, it, it's Either uh, it's either the Sydney Shield or Ron Massey Cup. We got yeah, could, a couple whatever's of under, whatever's whatever is underneath New South Wales Cup. That's yeah. Fogs. Well, it, it's yeah. weird. I think it's sort of both of them. It, it, it's weird. It, it uh, it's either one of the two. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. So I played. Yeah, when I wasn't. So I went up there and my. I remember my first year at um. We only had a Fogs team at Sunny Coast because we were building for a Queensland Cup side. So yeah. I went up there because I knew uh, a coach, I knew the uh, a player of the coach, and he said that to reach out to me because I was a hooker halfback that I was looking to leave Wests. Um, and so he reached out to me, and then I went up there to play Fogs. Um, and I had a couple mates um, uh, in the in the side as well that uh, were great players, and they. Uh, uh, 
shout out to credo chris chasty but um he he brought me up there kind of too and so i went up there and then and then we were waiting for the year after to get the go ahead for a queensland cup side um and that first queensland cup side we linked up with manly so manly is sending back eight nine boys each yeah. week and you know so we're getting hodgkinson back and then um the year after that we're getting cherry evans back yeah. and those kind of positions that are my kind of positions kept me in fogs for a while. And then until I made, I cracked it into um, Queensland Cup playing from not as my fullback role, but on the wing. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of your position wise, right? So as we we're talking about before this, I actually first learnt of you from the Rugby League Live 4 video game. I think I did a career mode or something. I did something with the USA and you're in the side. Yeah. Now, in yeah. that game, I believe you're a halfback. But I've heard yes. that you can play like hooker, you play fullback. Yet, are you pretty much? Can you play? Are you sort of a current man? Can you play anywhere in the spine? Pretty much. Like, <laughs> what is your primary position, mate? I would as a, as a career like a career um, position goes. I'd call myself a utility. Um, I I my my position, my main position, going through juniors to my Colts, I was always a fullback, and then I I realised like I had um after I had two knee reconstructions um, and then I kind of realized that I also had to work on some other, some other positions because once, you know, speed is king. So once you start to lose a bit of speed and that goes away. So I just feel like, like I've played uh, one week um, in Fogs uh, for Brandon Coston. I know I don't know if you know Costo. Uh, heard of Costo? He's I think he's coaching the Fijian side now, but um, he was my my first Fogs coach. But he uh, one week he'd ask me to play lock, and then the next week I'm playing hooker. Then I'm playing halfback, and I'm playing fullback, and and yeah. And so now I just in uh, that and it's kind of it got it. it Luckily enough, it got me to play in some of the teams that um, I got to play in just because of that utility option that they I give them. Um, but preferably, I do like I do like fullback and hooker. I I fucking hate halfback, and I'm, I'm I, especially with opens now. Just playing with my mates, I'm caught in that halfback position a lot. But I just find that the it's it's uh it's way too much organizing and, and the pressure comes back on you and I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, yeah, but I just like utility anyway. I just, any, anywhere on the field, I love playing. Awesome, man. Well, after your stint at, um, at the Sunshine Coast, I believe you actually went over to France, played a bit of elite one uh, yeah. with, what was the name of the team? Starts with an L. Oh, uh, Lescure. Lescure. Yeah, no, nah, it's right. all good. Lescure, yeah. So Lescure. we the Lescure Minotaurs. And um, that was with help of uh, uh, my boy uh, Mark Offerdale got me over there with um, the help of Kim Ingebrigtsen. Yeah, um, they were they were looking for a Lescure. Were looking for a they they had a quote of that year for they wanted three Aussies, and um and they wanted a halfback. And lucky enough, the the couple weeks before I they I sent a video. I had a trial against East for Sunny Coast, and I played halfback and I played a half decent game. So I sent that one video of me playing halfback, <laughs> even though I was playing fullback that year. Yeah, and um they they're like, yeah, we'll take him. So we went over there and um. And uh, I went over there and, uh, yeah, we got uh, – I was in the worst comp, uh, team in the comp, like Lescure, we didn't do very well. But that Elite One competition is fairly um, – I'd, I'd say it's in between – it's in between Fogs and Queensland Cup. I'd, I'd, I'd say okay. the, the, real, the really good Elite One teams would be lower-level Queensland Cup sides. And um, so, yeah, so we, we were kind of like um, – 
we were just making up the numbers that year, but they were trying to build. Um, they did just come up from Elite Two, and but it was great to be a part of anyway, mate. It's it's unbelievable going over there and experiencing like just having to play rugby league for a living. So, oh yeah. So did you play halfback while you were in, in France? <laughs> yeah, had to yeah. play halfback at the start again, mate. And then <laughs> I talked I talked the uh, coach into letting me play a bit of fullback in the end of it. So. Um, but yeah, at the start of halfback, it's a, I put on a lot of weight. It's a, it's a different style of game over there. It's a bit slower, but it's a bit rougher. Like I'd never been squirrel grip so much in my life. Right. Um, especially when I played off now, but he's Aussie. So I don't know why the <laughs> fuck he'll squirrel grip with me, but, um, yeah, but it's just, it's, it's a good, it's a good tough kind of game. Like for instance, if the boys would punch on on the field and as soon as that punch on finished, it's just back to business. They don't even think twice about it. After the game, you all have beers together. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great, great style of footy over there. It, it, it kind of toughens you up as well. That's awesome. What were the crowds sort of like over there in France? Because I can't, it, it's weird because traditionally rugby league is like, has a great history in France, but over the years, just like, the emergence of rugby union, etc. It, it it's sort of gone down a bit, but you've got teams like Toulouse and the Catalans in the in the English system. So I wonder what were the crowds, and I guess what was the overall support like for the league, mate? It, it's especially in that southern part. They they really do. There's there's areas that really do live and breathe it. So um they uh, they but they are very cutthroat. So we I remember sitting in um. There was one about four weeks into the competition and we'd lost, we'd won one and then we lost three in a row. And then so the president got us into, me and the two other Aussies into the um, his, his, his office and asked the coach whether we should send them back to Australia because they're not doing anything for us. And our coach yeah. who spoke very good Australian, uh, so very good English, sorry, yeah. he was like, no, we fucking need these guys. You know, if it would, you, we're losing by 20, if they're gone, we're losing by 50. You know, right. so they're very, they're very like white and black and they're just like, uh, well, they're not doing the job, just send them home. But right. then again, besides that kind of politi politics stuff, the, the crowd gets behind you, even if you're losing, um, you have, you have, there's there's a lot of traditional nights that you do um, and, and just the league really brings everyone together and uh yeah, just in the, and it's funny because it's just in that south of France, and you eventually other out outside competition, and it's all rugby union or soccer. Yeah. But um, but I remember one time I got pulled over drink driving. I went straight to a roundabout, and um, the cop uh the cop record like was like, oh, you play for the skewer, and he's like, all right, just make sure you drive slow home and get there, really? right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, we, we're in small. It's like small villages, you know, like so. It's uh, everyone kind of knows each other. Well, that's sort of like in the north of England, right, where rugby league is obviously huge. It's a professional sport over in the Super League, obviously, as well. But it's sort of like uh, I know a couple of people who have at least been over there for a while for different uh, reasons, going for a holiday or, you know, going to actually do stuff in rugby league. They say, like, a lot of the towns, they're in sort of clusters. So you've got, like, the likes of Wigan, St. Helens, yep. like, Southford. They're sort of in yep. that cluster, like that Merseyside sort of Manchester area. Then northeast, York, or Yorkshire, of course, you've got, like, Leeds, all those different teams sort of in that small area. And they're, like, small sort of village clubs like Castleford, Wakefield and that. Yep. So I, I guess you could, could you sort of draw that comparison? It's, like, sort of like a cluster of little towns where they 100%. are really sportive. 
Yeah. You know, and like, you know, obviously you get, uh, you probably got it lined up, Ollie, but once you get like offered our law or like court cause on here yeah. to talk about that, because they've actually played in those comps over there, but that North, that North um, UK, and we were based in witness in that 2013. Yeah. And that, that, that whole witness um, area got behind us, even though we're just USA, yeah. but we were training out the witness facilities and stuff. But um, it, yeah, it's, it, it's the same kind of thing up, up North is your rugby league. And then you come down to your, your union and your soccer and stuff yeah. like that but um yeah but like i said like cause and and offered out could definitely tell you the some fun some good stories about how different it is in the in when you venture north to south yeah well offered out has recently agreed to do an interview with me for arl so we'll have to get oh, to nice. and I'll, I'll bring that up but um speaking of yeah. the usa following your stint in france for lescure you went and played for connecticut in the it was the amnrl um, yeah, wasn't it? it was you and Offred Al. Um, yeah, so what, what was that like? Uh, it was it was great, mate. Like, so we went um, we went from France, and then I went home for a for my engagement party. Um, so we went home for a couple of, I'd say, it'd be about a month all up, and then me and Offred Al flew back to um, Connecticut. And uh, yeah, no, it was it was a good experience. It's uh, you, obviously you're going over there as a player, but also coaching these guys and 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 ex exposing them to the game of rugby league and it, it's been said a lot but once they experience rugby league over there compared to rugby union they're like oh no nah, this is the shit like yeah. this is what i want to play i want this reload i want these sets and then we kick and uh the uh similarities to and uh gridiron you know so they they see that and they're like no nah, th this is this impact that we're doing this reloading impact this is yeah. this is awesome so we we me and offered our we kind of uh we got to stay at the one place and we got real lucky with one of our best mates phil Schachter. we lived with in his um in his house he had a nice big house and we got to stay in greenwich which is one of the nicest suburbs oh, yeah. in america and um and we just trained um you know, just trained, uh, uh, did cardio, fucking did some, did did a fair bit of peptides, um, and <laughs> just got our, just got our bodies good, and and just yeah, that 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 whole experience. The boys in Connecticut, especially with the Wildcats, they're 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 a, they're a tight knit group, and they're a great bunch of mates. So we just came into a group that was a great bunch of mates. So it was that was one of yeah my best experiences like through through rugby league was that that Connecticut year, even though the competition isn't that good, but you just you know you're trying to help develop the game over there so um and and it was going I, I believe it was going a lot better when am and rl was in charge even though it, it started slowing down but but they they would have yeah it's uh it's sad to see what happened with if the, though with with the usarl and the am and rl not coming together and and making something together i i believe yeah, just on what you were saying about sort of rugby league being seen as a better sport than union, I have to agree. And that's a really frustrating thing, not only with America, but as I said before, France and stuff, that a lot of people, they get into rugby union. Rugby union is growing in America right now too. And you, you yeah. sort of just watch this modified, better version of it with all due respect to yeah. rugby union fans. And it, it, it reminded me of something I think Nate, it, it Nate definitely said it. I think it might have been on one of his podcasts. He was talking about how a lot of the rugby union teams over there, or at least I believe he coached a, 
like a university union team, one of the training drills that they do yeah. is called league rules and they do a quick pickup game and it's rugby league rules, but the players don't even know what rugby league is. They just think it's this little training thing that yeah. they do that they don't realise there's a whole sport. So there's so much potential for growth there. Um, yeah, man. We'll get on to That's right. and, and your first The thing up. is just just – yeah, Ollie, sorry, yeah. just got you off there. But the thing with union is obviously what is what's happened is it's got into the the uh, university and college systems. Yeah. So so uni uh, rugby's in the in the, in the college. So that helps that that promotes the game so much. You know, yeah. like if if league was that's like sevens. You know, sevens they love it so much because it's an Olympic thing, and rugby union is because it's a college thing as well. So if if league could sneak its way in there some there, I swear to God, you know, you'd have you'd have more more seat more bums on seats watching that that kind of uh, c- competition. Definitely. Um, we'll move on now to your first World Cup, two thousand and thirteen, with the US. It's a rugby league World Cup, right? Like, yeah. how how do you explain the experience, especially in twenty thirteen? You guys got to the quarterfinals against Australia. You did end up getting beaten, you know, quite heavily. But even that experience, like getting to yeah. play on the same field as those guys, it must have been something. Just like, if you can, how can you sort of explain that that whole experience, that World Cup for the US, getting to the quarterfinals? Yeah, um, yeah. mate, it, it was, yeah, obviously, so it's funny because I was just, this is a shameless plug, but I, I was just reading um, Berg's new book, yeah, Robert Mentality. Bergen. Yeah. yeah, Robert Bergen, he just brought that out, and I was reading Darren Lockyer's art, um, bit in it, obviously, because um, I'm a Darren Lockyer dick writer, but he um, <laughs> talks about um, Ryan McGoldrick went to the same primary school as Lockyer, and McGoldrick was over playing Super League, but he's also American um, uh, citizen. And he was meant to be my roommate in that um, that first World Cup because he was the older fullback and I was the younger fullback. McGoldrick never ended up coming into camp. So right. I, I got I got the trial against France first up at fullback without without that kind of competition. And right. um, I had I had a pretty solid game, which kind of set me up for that whole. So my mum and dad, I, I, I was honest with them and I go, guys, look, I'm probably going to be coming off that bench in that utility spot. But because McGoldrick didn't end up coming into comp, um, coming into camp, I got to I got to kind of show off at fullback and kind of solidified my spot a bit. Um, also because Corey Maitland broke his leg in Parramatta and that would have, I probably would have ride, been right and fine if that motherfucker was there too because he's a freak. But um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So, but that whole experience, mate. And when I when you look back on it, like, um, it's not the, it, it it's not like the you know setting up to play Australia. It's yeah. the I, I I think about the memories of like that whole camp and that because we got to the quarterfinals, then we got to spend another two weeks together and do another yeah. two weeks of camp together. And that's that's the kind of stuff that you take away from it. Like you know, we had like I think we had four NRL players in that side um three or four and it's like just hanging around those guys and then getting that experience and and extending that trip and and i, I remember one a funny um one of the funniest things was uh we we did one-on-one video sessions right so right. Um, we, i go to box um 
Terry Madison calls me down for my one-on-one against Australia. And obviously we're talking about <laughs> Billy Slater. And he's like, so, Freedy, you know, you're really going to have to watch Billy Slater. So when we're at the back of the scrum and uh, and you see what he's doing, and I had like out-of-body experience because I'm looking down at like myself talking about what we're going to do when we're playing against Billy Slater. He's one of my idols as well. And yeah. I was just like, this is fucking amazing, man. I wish I filmed that. <laughs> I wish I filmed that one-on-one video session, you know. Yeah. It's just stuff oh, like yeah. that. It's just and 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 I, I like I always say I think about people that would be would 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 kill to be in my shoes, and that's why I take it so seriously, and I want to try to put my like everything into it because I was lucky enough to have a passport and be a dual citizen and get that experience and that kind of thing. So yeah, but it, that Australia game, right? If I can ask specifically about that, as you said, you went up against your idol billy slater yeah what was that game like to you i don't know it 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 just seems like you know for the u.s to get to those heights versus the team who went on to win it with the i guess the best players in the world i guess i asked was part of it even though you lost was it like a surreal experience in itself because obviously when you're on there it's game time right you have to sort of treat them like anyone else you'd hundred percent but does does that sort of creep in? You're like, wow. Well, do uh, do you need to soak it in a bit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, re- really do. Like, um, I remember before we're warming up, uh, we get we go out onto the field and we we get to play at Wales again, and that crowd was behind us because we spanked Wales to get to be there, and then right. so they jump board with us because they're like, fuck our team, they stink, <laughs> and then um, yeah, but anyway, so we get to the and and we're warming up. And um, I'm taking bombs from our halves and they're putting up spirals and stuff for me just to practice. And I'm looking over and, and uh, Billy Slater's ca- taking his catches as well. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. We're both just working on our catching game together. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff I soak in is, yeah. is that is, I look over, Billy's doing his thing, I'm doing mine. We're out on the same field warming up together. And then you go into the set sheds and you come out and that's when it's game time. You yeah. know, like that's when – and. They, I, not, not to say that I don't think Australia took us lightly at all. Like they want, they turned, like, like they put our foot on on our throats and and like pressed down. But, but um, they, it's it, it was, they were, it, it's hard to believe, but they were better than I thought they would be. It, they're, right. they're, you think you're going to win the ground or find the ground in a in a tackle, and you don't. They like they. Uh, uh, Cameron Smith's a fucking robot. He's a rugby league playing <laughs> robot, and you, you, you're close to the ground to try to get to play the ball, and then you're on your back because of his wrestle and that kind of thing. I I remember running the ball back twice from a kick return, and I'd pick out. I was like, okay, so there's Thide and there's Papali. I might try Thurston, and I'll try get 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 a bump on Thurston, and he you're just right. no, it's me, mate. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, but then 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 from the back, I get to watch some of my boys doing. Right. some things against the best players in the world and i'm like oh it's so fucking awesome to watch like you know us get a jump there was there was a uh, about a 20 minute period about 10 minutes before halftime and after halftime that we actually created a bit of an arm wrestle like for a and to be in a, a tiny bit of an arm wrestle with those boys um it's it, it that's the stuff you take out of it you take out of those small chunks not the overall outcome um yeah yeah well, I remember last year I was at the World Nines. Um, that game against Australia, that was probably my favourite memory from the tournament, although Australia yeah. went on to win. That Ryan Burrows try, 
man, I, w- I was cheering on the oh, USA. I, I, I'm a proud Australian. I love my country, but yeah, because Australia is you know that top level side in international rugby league. Any pretty much anyone they come up against, barring probably maybe England or New Zealand, I'm cheering for the others. So when 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 Ryan Burrow scored that try, and at yeah. halftime USA had the lead, I in that moment I was genuinely thinking, holy shit. The yeah. boys are going to go on with it, which would have been yeah. awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was oh. like it was good. It was, but like that, like I said, it's you. You want to step up? Like we should have stepped up for all games, but not, nines is a beast of a game, yeah. and especially when you're playing like those freaks. Like, what was our first game? Was our first game Fiji or um, PG? Friday night. It was the last game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Papua New Guinea, and then we knew that. Oh, well, I thought Papua New Guinea was the game that we could be most competitive with because you know they're not that like they're 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 shorter side. They're usually yeah. stocky. They might run out of a bit of gas, but and then um and then we come against Australia and uh, we kind of we threw it all out there in that first half, and then I was lucky enough to jag that try off the goalpost when Ponga hit it, right. and um. Yeah, he tackled the goalpost instead of tackling, getting the ball. But uh, that's right. The, and, yeah, yeah. And then um, and uh, but it's like I felt like we left it all out there on that Australian game. Then come against New Zealand, New Z- yeah. who were like born and bred for for nines rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> they just fucking carved us up. It was, uh, yeah, and just you gas, mate. Like, and and that's the good thing about nines is they give you what they give you thirty seconds to kick the goal, and then you got to yeah. get back and kick it off within a minute. It's a it's a different style of footy, and especially with our 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 group of players now pushing, you know, we've early 30s, majority of us trying to play that nines game, which is that early 20s, those 20 boys, you know. Well, you're a bit lucky you had Ronaldo Molotalo in for that tournament. Because he, he, especially in that Australia game, he... He was playing like a bit of half. I think it was the fullback too. Like he he had a really good game. Um, Okay, then I guess which... Which game, I guess you sort of prefer that Nines game, right, against Australia? Or which, I guess, are you more proud of? You know, okay, we versed Australia in the World Cup, but we took it to them in the Nines. What, what What's your sort of the memory that you, I guess, you like the most out of those two? Is there one that sort of jumps out um, or...? Yeah, mate. I'd always say the thirteens. Like I'd, I'd, I'd always say the thirteens um, style of game. Um, yeah, there's uh there's moments in that 13s game that I just remember and I'll remember forever, you know, like there uh, there's some funny things where I kicked it on the third tackle through to Beretta and I got to- my head ripped off so much and everyone was calling me third tackle kick. Um but uh because it went dead. Yeah. But uh it, it's just yeah, and and that I I believe that that Australia side that we played in 2013 is one of the better Australian sides you're going to see for a long time. Um, they yeah, that was when you know Jared Hayne in the centers was obviously he destroyed that whole competition. Um, you had you had Slater, you still had um, you know your Thiades, your um, your Greg Inglis's, you know every uh, and it was just great to play against them. And it's now turns and that was because I was 26 then and I was still looking up to those boys. And and now it's – and you'll, you'll find it, Ollie, as you get older, you, you're looking up to players that are younger than you, even though you still look up to them, but they're young freaks. And and I was looking up to guys that were still older than me and I yeah. watched growing up because, like, you, you, your Slaters and stuff started so early. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm I'm going on twenty this month, right? And recently, I've been interviewing a few players who are like younger than me. Like I've done a couple of SG Ball interviews, a couple of young English guys coming through. And when I'm doing the research for these interviews, like I, I obviously know I'm young, but I, I look, I, I interviewed someone who who had captained England to a series victory in like the under 16s against Australia a couple of years ago, like stuff like that. And I was yeah. thinking, what was I doing when I was 16, you know, fart assing around in school. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. We go from the 2013 World Cup, 2017 World Cup, um, not, not the best tournament for you guys, but are there any real takeaways no. you got, you got from there that, you know, any enjoyable memories, stuff that sort of jump out to you from that, that tournament specifically? Um, definitely the Papua New Guinea game. Uh, I, yeah. I loved, I loved going over there and playing, playing, um, PNG that I only, they came into Queensland cup the year that I left and went over to France. Um, so I, I've never got to play over there, but playing over there was unreal in front of a sold out stadium. Um, they don't give a fuck if Papua New Guinea's winning or losing. They're just yeah. cheering for rugby league. Yeah. And that 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 was a real big highlight of mine. We got absolutely pumped. It felt like I was playing in a fucking sauna. Um and uh I think uh I, I never made so many well, so many attempted tackles in my life. Right. Uh yeah. But uh and I and I think I also kicked a 40-20, but I swear I kicked it from about the 45 and he's any he, and the ref just gave it to us because he was like, You guys need something. So he gave us gave us the 40-20, even though I wasn't I wasn't inside. So um but uh yeah, that 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 stands out. Um and 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 also like Maka being coach, I, I do like I appreciate him as a coach, and and you do learn stuff off him, and that that's what I like about learning from all these different coaches, and especially uh, the the high caliber coaches that we learn off. Um, I just think it proves though that to develop to develop a nation in a sport, you do need to rely on your heritage players, and then you slowly drip your your um domestic. Your, domestic players into it and they they totally flip the script and that's the usarl that's on them and yeah. they flip the script and they and that's the outcome that happens and now we're not in the world cup for the, the next world cup um yeah. even though we we played very good against the cook islands in that in that um trial like in the qualifier yeah but still it shouldn't have been the the team that they had and the team that we could have had we should still be in the world cup well I'm going to bring up something here that I know that you sort of don't like. 2013, you guys are the Tomahawks. 2017, yep. as you can see from my, well, my jersey here, the well, yeah. the USA Hawks. Uh, yeah. You weren't a huge fan of that name change. Give us a little insight as to why. Uh, I, I just think in 2013, we kind of... Uh, we were working towards like we did we did so well and we did so unexpectedly well that it was a, a brand that they could have kind of built off. Um, the 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 rugby union side's called the Eagles, and then I, I find the Hawk is just like okay, like kind of the uh, you know it, it's the you're taking the, the tomahawk uh, away from more, the Hawks. Yeah, and it's the more Pretty average much. bird of a it's the more average bird of an eagle. You know, it's yeah. the uh, so I, I, I and and so you ha I, I felt like you had to keep the tomahawks as the logo and the name. Um, it's it's yeah, and and by changing that and then going from scratch, and now we're trying to say, oh, it's the rugby league hawks, and then people thinking, oh, but I thought the last 
um, competition they were in now, the Tomahawks. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just think it was, as business-wise goes, I think it was a stupid decision. Um, I did love, I did love the name, the Tomahawks, and and also I did love the jerseys that we played in that year, just simple and simple logo, and and then they um, they change it all up, and we get too flashy, and we got a freaking bird that's wearing a bandana. Like, where did this bird? How did he put a bandana on? Like. It, <laughs> It's fucking crazy, man. And <laughs> why and why has he got a bandana on? Like he's, he's not now. Yeah, it's just it does my head in. But anyway, it's anyway. Um, I appreciate like, every, every game I played for him. I appreciate it, but I just yeah. yeah, they shouldn't have changed the name and they should have sorted it out with the uh, AM and RL. Yeah, one last USA based question: If you asked to play for him again, would you? Or is your are your international days over? You reckon? Um. No, well, it yeah, this this COVID thing kind of fucks shit up. We, we right. were looking at we were looking at trying to do something in Cali, and we we're going to do a we we're going to do a Tomahawks reunion game against the best like what California could offer, you know, like the Cali Bears yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and that would oh, me and all the boys were like me and the the Howie brothers and all of us Cantoni were all putting our hands up to do that, and that's put that in the mud. I always will play like if I I was I'd be hoping at this age that. Um, I always said in 2013 that by 2017, I hope that I'm sitting on the bench because we've developed players that are pushing us out of positions. That didn't happen, but um, I'll, uh, yeah, until I until I stop playing, I'm, I'm, this is meant to be my last year, but uh, the, this kind of year has been fucked around. And then I think I've on the weekend, I think I tore the ligament down in my finger, so I think I need microsurgery yeah. on that. So I'm, I'm going to push another year, and we'll see if there's any games come up. I'll definitely always put my hand up to play for the USA, uh, even if it's off off our own money, which we always usually do anyway. So Awesome, man. Well, the return to West Mitchie, how, how has that been since you've been back at the club? Obviously, your current club. Now you get to play with the likes of Dane, of course, Dane Adams, yeah. you know, Dane Adams, obviously yeah. famous rugby league player himself. Um, unfortunately, yeah. he, he's injured as well. Um, but yeah, what, what's it been like back at Mitchie, um, playing for that childhood club, come sort of no, full circle? No, it's awesome, mate. Like I... After the 2013, I came back and had a year off because um, of, like, family reasons. And then um, that year off really, really killed me. Like, it was, uh, you know, I, I, I developed in a, a, an addiction. And um, and I think it was because I wasn't around the boys. And it, it so it, it, I, I kind of slumped into a very low. And uh, and so I thought, fuck this! I want to I want to get back to West Mitchie and, and try to get get a team together that we can win. I've never won a grand final ever before 2015, and so I was like, I want to get a group of boys together and try to win a comp. So I called on some of my ex like um, Q Cup players that I played with, and then with a with a nucleus of West Mitchie boys, and and um and we put together a, a team that won the comp, and it, it really like. Uh, that camaraderie and all that that really dragged me out of you know but you know the 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 addi addictive habits that I yeah. uh, had and and it really brought me back and and just playing at West Mitchie again it's 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 fucking hilarious mate you go down to training on a Tuesday and Thursday and you know that you're going to be getting bagged out bagging each other out but we do train hard and um you got the likes of Roddy as one of the coaches and yeah. and level it's just two. it's yeah level two coach mate <laughs> so it's and it's just boys that like 
my, like, I'd say 75% of them, like 25% of them, I couldn't give a fuck about. But uh, 75% <laughs> of them, you like, you have a beer with them every night of the week. And uh, it's just, it, it's great atmosphere. And, and, not, and, and to be able to be playing at your junior club, is uh is a great thing and and you know like look Dano's fucking I forget how young he is and I forget how old I am and when we all get together and then I'm the older one in the team now and it's uh it's crazy but it's just it's it's just so it's just so good to just be amongst it and that's why it's going to be hard to give it up because those weeks that we win and we're singing this in the dressing sheds it's fucking unbelievable but it kills me when we lose it totally it ruins my whole fucking weekend <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's good, man. That passion's really good. Um, yeah. Last last topic before we finish off, I got to bring it up. Any given Monday, the podcast yep. that you, Dana and Riley, who we've mentioned, um, are a part of, g- give us a bit of a, a an idea of you know h- how that all came together. Any given Monday in the beginning, sort of. Well, I know obviously I'm a weekly listener and question sender yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, let people know what the podcast is about, what you can expect, etc. Yeah. So how how do okay. how do we begin to start? Uh, okay, well, so what happened is uh, it was it was seriously as simple as we were on our obviously our teams. We all have chats, like we have our messenger chats that we're yep. all a part of, and um, I think we someone might have been talking about the Maddie Johns podcast or maybe even Bloke in a Bar. Um, and someone said, Righty, when are you dropping your podcast? And Righty said, as soon as Freedy does one with me. And then I jumped on board and I said, Righty, because I've got I've got all this shit. I had all this equipment yeah. already here because I used to do a podcast with one of my mates um, that wasn't sports related. But um, and I go, mate, I got all this shit here. As soon as soon as you want to do one, let's come over and do it. So the first episode was just me and Righty sitting at a table doing it, and um, I enjoyed it so much and. Uh, I, it was also again another another like uh, realization of how much knowledge Righty knows about the game, and I was like, Righty, we got to keep doing this because our first, you know, our first episode got two hundred streams, and I yeah. don't, I don't even promote it because I, I work at a high school, and you know, Ollie, the way that I talk, I can't promote it because <laughs> yeah. I'll get fucking fired and lose my blue card straight away. But yeah. um, yeah, but and then from there, and then we got um. We thought, yeah, it'd be a weekly podcast just about rugby league. We'll talk everything rugby league. We got Dana on for one week, and I was like, holy shit, this kid knows a shitload about rugby league as well. And I, I think three of us would be perfect because we'll bounce off each other real well, and then I can kind of work the the um, the logistic, like the uh, computer side yeah. of things, kind of kind of like Joe Rogan's young Jamie, you know. Just um and and um and then we can get another if when we get guests on then there's four of us and and I wanted it to be like a not so much always full on rugby league but also a lifestyle slash rugby league slash we're bagging each other out and that's how it started and uh we, we we're starting to push uh on average over a thousand streams a week now and uh and yeah it's going great and 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 these boys keep coming around so i'll keep recording when they're coming around and uh you know it's quite it's 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 boys like like you and then and they just keep asking questions that we think yeah we we should we we should keep doing it so it's fucking fine usually i'm fucking loaded but um (laughs) you can see you uh, and the boys putting them back gradually as the podcast goes on (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I need to start like putting it in like a coffee mug or something so it doesn't always look like I'm drinking beers so fast. But, uh, and then I'll, you know, I'll throw my dick jokes in there now and again when I think right is going on off too much of a tangent where no one knows what the fuck he's talking about when he's talking about division four, like game under 13. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's just, yeah, it's it. I've I, I, hopefully it's a good listen, and um, and we're going to keep doing it until we st- we we get no listens. So yeah, yeah, well, that's awesome, man. The one thing that I really love about you guys and another podcast called Footy and Froffies, who they're based here in Penrith. In the past couple of weeks, I've actually gone down to the pub usually of a Wednesday night while they yeah. record, and I'm not always on it, but you know I'm just there with the boys. It's literally just a few mates sort of sitting around. Well. With us here, it's at a pub with you guys. It's at your house in that room there. Um, yeah. Having a few drinks and just chilling the fat, having a chat about yeah. footy. It, it, it's a real talk, whereas, like, a lot of the podcasts, and it, it's completely fine. Like, hell, when I usually do interviews and stuff, it's a lot more structured and whatever. But I, I just really like, like how unique it is, you guys are, where it, yeah. it, it's just having a chat. But you, you pretty much, you've got the camera there. But it, it's not like you're really presenting to the camera or anything. You're just having a chat, no. and, and that's what I really like. And the guests you guys have been getting lately been awesome. Obviously, uh, you know, a few of your mates, a few of your teammates, uh, like yeah. Keenan Yayi, um, Mitch Buckets, who, of course, he, he's what? He's the champion of the the beer skull competition. Yes. He's, he's, still, going on. He's, he's still got the three three seconds of 20 seconds, three yeah. uh, and point twenty second skull, so... Yeah, and, yeah. and bucket buckets, mate. Buckets is a fucking. He was a good, good uh, Queensland Cup player too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've um, you've also had a few ex NRL players on a couple as well. Most recently, Gerald. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Gerald, and and we've had um, Dave uh, Miles. Yeah, Milesy. Yeah, Milesy's come on. Um, I think we're like we're lining up a few in the future. So we're hopefully lining up Jack Reed. And awesome. um and then yeah and then obviously I'm um, trying to get Matty Gillette on here too so um but yeah just just boys that want to come but we've got uh, uh the the funner ones that when we get those Q Cup boys on so yeah. I've got a couple of more Q Cup boys because they're they're usually more free spoken um and uh yeah but yeah. just anyone and we 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 tell it to anyone anyone who wants to come on have a fucking chinwag just jump on because we we're keen for it. That's awesome. Well, after this yeah. is all over, I'm going to have to work something out. I've got a bit of money saved up because me and my girlfriend, we're going to go on a holiday this year, but I think I'm going to have to invest it in a, a trip up there to Brisbane. I'm sure oh, she'd love that. Man. And I'll, I'll come on the podcast. Um, oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, Freddie, thank you so much for your time. Um, no worries. Honestly, you're an awesome bloke. I absolutely love, love, love your podcast with the boys. I can't plug it enough. As you can yeah. see down there, guys, on the screen, any given Monday on YouTube, any given Monday podcast on Facebook, just any given Monday on Apple and on Spotify and on Instagram, you're at Christian Freed and any given Monday, AUS. Yeah. Any plugs, anything you want to shout out, man? Um, mate, yeah, just, uh, just yeah, any given Monday podcast. Um, obviously, shouting out... Uh, Maroon Mentality from the Bergs. Um, that book just dropped forward like four or five days ago. So get get involved in that. It's a fucking awesome read about I it, the contents page just has all the players that he's interviewed and stuff like that. So you can even just skip to the ones that you love and then read the rest yeah. later. Um, I want to shout out Brick Lane Brewery who support us. Um, and uh, yeah, but I got yet yeah, uh, for you, Ollie. I just had a couple of questions, mate. What, oh, of course. Please, 
yeah yeah for you with um because you're such a young young dude and uh it just intrigues me like what what why are you so passionate about rugby league mate oh like ever since i was growing up i don't know i've always been a shit player i played till under 12s and i was absolute garbage i'll be the first one to say that um i mean in attack i was average in in defense i was pretty much a turnstile I always sort of found like I love the game, but I didn't necessarily like playing it. So growing up, yeah. I was just reading like rugby league encyclopedias and shit like that. And it got to a point where, I don't know, I'd always wanted, people have said to me, oh, because through those encyclopedias and that, I had, a, I guess, a bit of a better knowledge of the game than most people around me. Um, nowhere near as no, nowhere near like righty or like a, any proper rugby league fans. They've got me covered, but I don't know. A lot of people said, "Oh, you should get into something like I don't know, aim to be a commentator one day or something, or a journalist." So, yeah. when I was like sixteen, I started up rugby league. In my opinion, um, got that going, and for like a year, I had like a hundred likes. I was posting like once every six months, and I thought to myself one night, "Look, I'm gonna have to have a proper goal at this one post a day." I held myself to it and. Here we are, um, yeah. twelve thousand likes later, which is pretty awesome. Um, then, yeah, at uni, I'm doing a bachelor of communication, which is journalism. Um, so I'm looking to get a proper degree in it. And I also, I've been lucky enough since January, I've been working, doing paid work, daily articles for everything rugby league. And I'm not like an interviewer for everything rugby league, but one night, I don't know, I just thought I'll shoot my shot messaged players and that and you know since then i've gotten a few interviews done and i've gotten to know people like yourself righty yeah. etc through that so that's been awesome so i'm gonna keep going at that and see where yeah. it goes so so that's pretty much that's pretty much me that's why i'm yeah i guess passionate about rugby league as you said man uh it's great man and, and uh ollie is titans your team or Yes, they are. You know what? Yeah, I, I I went just then. I went to do my ashamed yes, but we're above you, blokes on the ladder at the moment, above Brisbane. Right. So we I'm can't proud. Say shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm proud. And you, get, I mean, and, you get, and you get our boy next year. So fuck me. I hope. See, here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, they could make the top eight next year." And that I, I do think we need someone in that back line. Hey, like we've got a top eight forward pack, like as Brisbane do. I reckon. Mm. You know. Harson for Fader alone, but obviously you can see where they're currently at, and they sort of scraped into the top eight last year, even then. So I feel like the top, the Titans do need. I think they'll go all right next year, but I, I still don't think top eight until they get that um that half or yeah. that creative player. So yeah, look, I, I would ask you about Brisbane, um, but I, I'll, I'll direct people to the Any Given Monday podcast where they can hear tangents. Otherwise, we'd be here all night, man. Oh, exactly, bro. Exactly, mate. But yeah, mate, I appreciate it, bro. And whenever, uh, yeah, whenever you need me, reach out for sure. Cheers, man. Same here. See you later. Yeah, sweet. See you, Ollie. Talk to you soon, mate.